What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to episode 213, Unstable Tetherings. In today's episode, I will be talking about, uh, we'll be talking again about the locus of control. Today, we'll be talking specifically about the external locus of control and dealing with people who have an external locus of control in your life and how that may be affecting you in ways you just don't realize. So if that's something that you're interested in, stay tuned and we'll jump into that in a bit. If you're new to the podcast, what's up? Salutations and thank you kindly for being here. I really do hope you enjoy the show and I am most grateful for your attendance. If you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? What's going on, fam? The weekend is almost here. I know you're excited. Black Friday around the corner. You know, Thanksgiving right in that same week. What you're going to do is a lot of eventfulness going on. Just try to hold on to some of your money and hold on to some of your dignity, okay? <laughs> Thank you for coming back. In the first segment, we're going to talk about professional blamers. In the second segment, we're going to talk about powerlessness. And in the third segment, we're going to talk about lack of self-efficacy. As always, my intention with these episodes is to shine a light on ideas and stories and things that we don't always talk about a lot that I feel, you know, doesn't get enough attention and ultimately to align, you know, for all of us to get aligned with our best selves, our higher selves, to become the people we've always seen ourselves or known ourselves to be. You know, my intention is also to remind you that you are royalty, that you are powerful, you are special, you are perfect, you are wanted, and you are needed. You are here to do beautiful and important things, whatever they may be, however big or small they may seem to you, they belong to you. So with that being said, let's jump into this episode and get it popping right now. Gary Zukov said, anything that we do to make ourselves feel worthy and safe is a flight from the pain of powerlessness. Every pursuit of external power, every attempt to change the world or person in order to make yourself feel valuable and safe is a distraction from the pain of powerlessness. I think that's a very sound and powerful quote. Everything that we do to make ourselves feel worthy and safe, to remind ourselves that we are worthy, to remind ourselves 
that we are safe with ourselves. You know, it's a flight from the pain of powerlessness. You know, it's a flight toward being powerful and reminding yourself that you are a powerful being, that you possess the energy, the magic, and the power to be who you want to be and make your life whatever it is that you want it to be. But in time that you exist in, you know, a way where you are seeking external power and, you know, attempting to change the world or change other people to fit who you are, then you are someone who is being, who is looking for a distraction or an illusion from your own powerlessness. You know, it took me a long time to even get, you know, get that, to understand that because, you know, as people, we have such a deep and fundamental desire to be right. So most times we will rationalize whatever it is we need to, to condone our logic, to make our logic make sense so we don't have to shift our identity. You know, when we take it, we, we, it means everything to us to maintain a continuity of identity. Now, in this segment, I want us to talk about professional blamers when it comes to your locus of control. Your locus of control is the amount of control a person feels he or she has you know, to steer their life in the direction they want, you know, to, you know, make a change, you know, whatever it is you see fit, honestly. And I feel like more people, more often than not, more people tend to be, you know, have an external locus of control. They're people that don't really feel like they have power over their lives. They have power over their careers, have power over their bodies, control over their bodies, over their minds, you know, where their lives are going, what their lives are, you know what I'm saying, what their life is today. And that's very understandable. My thing is, you know, a lot of us tend to dwell there and stay there. A lot of us think that is all life is. We may see people around us who are achieving more and doing more, but we don't always take the time to, you know, examine or analyze what this person might be doing differently from me. One thing that they are doing differently from you is that they're taking responsibility for their life. They take responsibility for their life. They take responsibility for their actions and they take responsibility for their results. If their life isn't what they want it to be, then it comes down to their actions, the decisions, their actions, the decisions and actions need to change. And then, you know what I'm saying? And as the decisions and actions change, the results will start to change. And as the results start to change, your life will be, you know what I'm saying? Your life will change. A lot of us, we operate in this flow of wanting to blame any and everybody for our life not being what it is. Wanting to blame everybody for not making the kind of money that we want to make. For blame everybody for not being able to take care of our kids. Blame everybody for not helping us take care of our kids. You know, blame everybody for being rich, for being poor. Blame everybody for, you know, the problems that you have, the childhood that you have. You know, blame everybody for our bad relationships. Blame everybody for the rinky-dink car that may break down every other day. Blame everybody for everything. And in the blaming, we give so much power away. We give so much of our power away because these are our circumstances. This is our life, but we're trying to project our disappointment and contempt upon other people. And we're trying to hold people accountable for fixing our lives. And you can't control no one's actions. You can't control anything about anyone. The only thing that you can control is yourself. So when you start making yourself 
the leader, the main character in your life, then you can start steering your life accordingly, more intentionally, and you start to blame a lot less, and you start to take more accountability for your own life, for your own actions. It's a little stern, it's a little difficult, but it is doable. Elizabeth Gilbert said, For if there is one thing I have learned over the years about me, it is that feelings of powerlessness do not usually bring forth their finest qualities. I think this is a quote that we all can learn from. I think it's a quote that's true for pretty much everybody. You know, when you, you know, in your life, if you're happy, you know, your happiness, the joy in your life, Williams intends to bring forth a different side of you. When you're unhappy, when you are, you know, seemingly stressed most of the time, that will bring part, that will bring forth another side of you. You know, a lot of us these days are practicing and, you know, the, the awareness of being centered is coming more and more into the fold. But most of us, we're usually on one side of the scale or on the other. And when you have an external locus of control, you tend to really struggle with a powerlessness. You know, years back, I was going through a phase where, a phase, I was in a chapter of my life where, you know, I was maintaining things in my life, but I hated what I was doing. Like I hated what I did for a living. You know, I was working in a call center and I hated what I was doing for a living. I felt like I was using maybe 10 to 15% of the faculties and of, you know what I'm saying, 15, like about 10 to 15% of my true abilities and everything that I bring to the table. And, you know, I, I don't know about everybody else, but when I operate in a capacity that requires me to not really be able to apply myself or use all the tools or skills that I feel I have, then it feels incomplete. I don't feel like I'm being used in the way the universe would want me to be used. I'm not serving in the way that I could be serving. You know, I'm doing myself ultimately a disservice. And living with that, that made me feel powerless because, you know, I had this awareness, but I'm also around other people who are probably in the same situation. And, you know, it's also this thing about being an, an adult where, is me, I'm saying life, adulthood is about seeking safety, making sure that whatever you do, that your lifestyle is safe enough to where it's not gonna rock the boat and you know, you're not gonna not be able to pay your bills or do whatever it is that you need to do, which is totally understandable. So for me, that made me feel trapped. You know, I worked, I felt like I worked a whole lot and my schedule didn't allow for me to always be able to look for new jobs. So I had to just settle up with what I was dealing with and just face it. And in be, me being miserable, I'm the, I become the kind of person that will suck out all the air out the room. The person that will instantly and easily project my negative feelings and emotions onto everybody else. And it took me to get to a place of realizing it took me, it took me getting to a place of being able to accept and allow people to express the disdain for that behavior. We go out, it took people treating me like I was glass and handling me like I, you know, like I needed that extra care. You know, I didn't, it made me uncomfortable. I didn't like it, but it was something that I had to hear. It was something that I had to see. It was something that I had to face. You know, when we become people that are powerlessness, a lot of times it brings forth, you know, just a lot of the darker parts of our personality that we don't like. And we become people that are not enjoyable to be around. 
but I became someone who, you know, had got, you know, I've, I got back into reading books. Like I got into a place maybe in my early 20s for a while where I wasn't reading and I wasn't like filling my mind with any new, you know, with newness, with education, like the learning has stopped. That's another thing. Naturally, I'm a learner. I'm a seeker of wisdom. I'm a seeker of truth. And, you know, when my life gets to a place where I'm not seeking wisdom and I'm not seeking truth, Again, I become unfulfilled. I become unhappy. I become, I feel powerless. So, you know, when I started, you know, seeking books and knowledge and reading, I started, you know, getting more clear about what I needed to do to change and getting into a place where I had to start taking responsibility for my life. I had to start taking responsibility for the fact that it was me that put me in those positions. A lot of times I felt like I wasn't making enough money, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, I, you know, I was probably making enough money, but I didn't know how to manage money. I didn't know how to save money because I smoked weed a whole lot. And I spent a lot of time smoking up all my money or most of my money. So I usually have enough money to pay the bills and probably have a little bit of my money you know, in my uh, pocket for a while, but not the kind of money that I needed to really change my life or be the kind of person I wanted to be. And, you know, again, with our logic, we'll rationalize every situation to, you know, to exclude ourselves, to not blame ourselves and to blame everybody else. This job isn't paying me enough. This and that, where, you know what I'm saying, to the, where it was really telling myself the kind of radical truth that you are smoking it all up. You're not doing right by your money. You're not trying to improve your relationship with your money. And instead of constantly making it everybody else's fault, I had to get to a place of facing myself. You know, when we want to make ourselves seem bigger and better, we'll blame everybody else as opposed to taking responsibility. You know, a lot of times it can be a lot easier to be a victim than to be a victor. But with work, that can change. Aaron Dottie Roy said, Power is fortified not just by what it destroys, but also by what it creates. Not just by what it takes, but also by what it gives. And powerlessness reaffirmed not just by the helplessness of those who have lost, but also by the gratitude of those who have or think they have gained. Again, such a solid quote. I feel like when we're all born, we're all born with a certain, a certain amount of power and magic. We're all born with the same amount of power and magic. We have different skills, different gifts, different variables. But we're all born with the same amount of power and magic. And as we get older, as we become small children, as we become uh, just adolescents and, you know, all the, you know, the different things, the amount of power we have, the power, amount of power magic we have, you know, it shrinks because we forget who we are. We forget what we're capable of. A lot of times we grow up in environments where, you know, possibilities aren't always expressed. Everyone likes to deal with the real world and what's real, deal with the facts. The facts is that life is hard, that life is a female dog, and that life is this, and that life is that, that these kind of people don't want you to be successful, that these people are out to get you, that, you know, this kind of people are going to always have to struggle, or this and all that and all the different rules. Like I've told y'all before, the beauty beautiful thing about being a human, the beautiful thing about being a person is that we all get to choose our own truth. 
One thing I had to learn about myself is that I had to remove a lot of people from my life because those people, whatever the truth may be for you, the details, the happenings may be the case, but the truth that you want to walk away with, the truth that you want to use to either fill you up or dump you out, that is the truth I'm speaking of. I want to choose realities. I want to choose truths. I want to choose ideas that compel me. I want to choose ideas that fill me up, that inspire me. I don't want to see the world in a way that, you know, I don't want to see the world as a harmful place. I don't want to see the world as a place that doesn't want me to win. I don't want to see the world as a place that despises me, no matter what's going on around me. When you have an external locus of control, you lack self-motivation. You don't know how to stir yourself up. You don't know how to, you know, juice yourself up. You don't know how to, you know what I'm saying, put the cables on yourself and really motivate yourself to accomplish, accomplish the kind of change you want to accomplish because you don't feel like you have the power. You feel like maybe some people in life get that power. They get that privilege. They get, you know, that kind of thing, but not you. You know what I mean? And the thing is that I learned about life that there's no one around me accomplishing things that I can't myself, you know, accomplish. You know, if this person went to the moon and became an astronaut, you know, they might have did it in a shorter time. They might have had it done at 25. But, you know, if I wanted to commit myself to it and make a decision to see it happen, I probably could. You know what I mean? I just have to be willing to stick with it no matter how long it takes, but ultimately see it through. I've learned that there are so many different sizes. When I thought for a while, it was just like, you know, I want to be in a place where I just want to be an artist, but I'm more than an artist. I'm a writer. I'm more than just a writer. I'm a luminary. I was, my life is multifaceted. My talents are multidimensional. And I want to create the kind of freedom in my life where I can chase everything that I want to do. But I had to remove a lot of people because a lot of people's lives became simplified to just, you know, work. Pay the bills, step out and, you know, have a drink, work, pay the bills, step out and have a drink. Cool. Cool. Don't have a problem with that. I just need more out of my life. You know what I mean? Like I tell, I tell y'all this from time to time, but one of my biggest fears is, you know, just like dying and nobody knew I was here. Like being here for 33 years and no one, the world didn't know I was here outside of probably like, you know, the 68 people that I know in my life right now, or maybe the few, four, you know, three, four, three to 500 people I've met in my entire life. Nobody really knew that I was here. There's no record of my contribution. There's no record of my efforts. There's no record of me wanting to change things. And I think we all, to some degree, need to kind of possess a little bit of that urgency. You know, all of us aren't going to be Martin Luther King's or Obama's or Beyonce's or Oprah's and things like that. True, I get that. But, you know, whatever it is that you do, just being the best that you can at that, knowing that you possess the power. You know, you've come through so many things in your life to get here and you've probably allowed a lot, allowed a lot, you know, let a lot of people, you know, talk you out of your strength, talk you out of your power, but your power is still very much so present. It might be a little bit dormant, but it's present. You know, you lack the ability to think you can change your life when you really can. It's important to find role models. It's important to put yourself around people who express possibility, who express anything's possible. Because if you're, if you're around people who has that glass ceiling, then you always be limited. And that sucks.
What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to the air segment. Here in the air segment, we get down to the nitty gritty. We keep it real. We keep it honest. You know, we keep it a buck. We chop it up. This is our opportunity to have a heart to heart and to ultimately recap everything we've discussed in this episode. So let's jump in. The first letter is E, embrace. Embrace that more times than not, people who have an external locus of control have a very high tendency or strong tendency to be professional blamers. People who like to blame everything on everyone. There are people who have a strong inability to not take responsibility for their life. There are people who have a strong, uh, strong inability to, you know what I'm saying, take responsibility for their experience for the direction of their life and what's going on. You wanna know how I know? Because I've spent a lot of my life being one. You know, whether it's being fired from this job or being fired from this job, resenting this job for this, resenting this job, you know, for keeping me from my passions or for this job for working me so aggressive to the point where when I get home, all I want to do is watch TV and just fuck over time until I come back the next day and not really take responsibility for my life. You know, being the kind of person that makes everyone responsible for my happiness, for my life not being what it's supposed to be and all the different things. You know, if this is you, this is, you know what I'm saying? I'm not here to judge you. You know, these are very much so things that I fight to deal with on a day-to-day basis. You know, there are people out there who have, you know, that, you know, I think we all kind of bounce back and forth between internal and external locuses of control. It's just a matter of where you spend more of your time. You know, both of them have their own, you know, their own disadvantages, but more times than not, the external locus of control is someone who spends a lot more time feeling powerless, you know, feeling like they don't really have control over their life, where they don't have the power to change their life or to create the life they want. And oftentimes we befriend and we're related to, we date a lot of these people, we work with a lot of these people and keeping this kind of energy around, you don't have any choice over it. So if you're spending the time with them, spending a lot of time talking to them, hanging out, you're being programmed whether you want to be or not. And keeping that kind of energy around will start to make you feel powerless sometimes. You'll find yourself complaining a little bit more. So it's really something to think about. Moving on. The next letters are recognize. Recognize that people who have an external locus of control tend to feel powerless a lot. They may, you know what I'm saying, they may complain a whole lot. Again, you know, I definitely had this happen very strongly, maybe about two, you know what I'm saying, maybe two, three years or so out, you know what I'm saying, maybe a little less than that, but just the habit of complaining, complaining about this, complaining about that. You know, I have my moments these days where, you know, certain things just aren't moving the way I want them to. You know, certain things just aren't happening as fast as I want them to. Instead of putting myself in a position to just, you know, say shut up and just be grateful for what, it, what is. You know, I've learned that as people, we spend time either being grateful for what we have or we spend time, you know, brooding in what we haven't gotten yet. And when I started understanding that, that definitely started making me put a lot of things in perspective. We either spend our time, you know what I'm saying, being grateful, expressing gratitude for what we have, or we're expressing contempt for what we don't have. You know, so where do you fit in that? You know, when it comes to your your typical day, how do you spend your energy when it comes to operating in those wavelengths? That's something to be, you know, considerate of. 
Moving on. The next letter is A, accept. Accept that having an external locus of control puts you in a position to lack of self, uh, self-efficacy, excuse me, or better yet, self-motivation. When you're not able to inspire or push yourself, when you're not able to fill yourself up, you're not able to fill your own cup. You desperately need others. You definitely need, you de- uh, desperately need stuff. You know, growing up, I always saw people that, you know, seemed incapable of filling their own cup. They may be hid behind that, hid behind that, hid behind buying this, hid behind religion hid behind a person and all this other stuff and we depend so you know we strongly depend on other people to fill our cups to make us happy to motivate us to make our life what it needs to be for us to be satisfied and happy and all the different things and that is a lot of work that's a lot of pressure and work to put on somebody you know what happened if you became the kind of person that can facilitate those changes yourself You don't have to do everything by yourself, but your happiness and your fulfillment, those are definitely your responsibilities. You know, the direction of your life, that is your responsibility. The amount of joy that you have in your life, that is your responsibility. And as long as you are making other people responsible for your happiness and all of those things, you are giving your power away. And it comes back, you know, it makes sense why you probably feel powerless. You know, why you feel like the world is out to get uh, get you. Why you feel like there are just forces out there that just don't want to see you win. You know, I struggle a lot with the idea of the devil because I don't want to, I don't like, you know, dealing with the idea that it's something outside of me that is keeping me from where I need to be. You know, that is some force or some person out there or some entity or something out there that is keeping me from getting where I need to be. You know, this ain't about religion, anything like that. It's just more of how I see life, you know, and how I express myself. But I want to be, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to my life, not looking the way I want it to look, I want to be able to deal and address me because I stand behind every decision I make. I stand behind and my life is what it is because of, you know, a collective of decisions I've made. So my life doesn't look the way I want it to. I want to get to a place where I'm not blaming this person, where I'm not blaming my parents or blaming anyone else. I am blaming me because I haven't did the work or I wasn't consistent. I didn't make the right choices or whatever it may be. But ultimately, it comes down to me. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. In the next episode, we're going to talk about Courage is not sold separately, so you don't want to miss that. In that episode, we will be talking about how you were born with a purpose, you were born with a mission, you were born with, you know, something that you're here to do. And a lot of us become intimidated by chasing our destiny, chasing those dreams, because we don't know where it's going to get us, we don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, in this episode, I want to talk about how, you know, the universe blessed you with that vision, with that dream, and they also blessed you with the fortitude and the courage to see it through so you don't want to miss that if you don't uh, if you haven't had a chance yet head over to apple podcast and please leave a comment and a rating y'all let me know what you think about this episode let me know how it made you feel did it stir up anything in you did it shake anything up in you what's going on what go on you know what's going on Anyway, I want to thank y'all for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. Before we get out of here, let's do our affirmations. All that is possible is possible for me. Again, all that is possible is possible for me. I am strong. I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. 
I am strong. I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. Again, if you are out here living your life in any kind of way where you are exemplifying that your life is not your own or that, you know, if you are out here and, you know, experiencing life in a way that you're not in control of your life, you're not in control of what happens to you, you're not in control of, you know, your happiness or your joy, your peace, you know, that sounds like a very sad and lonely way to live. And again, this isn't judgment. This is just my awareness. This is just simply my opinion. And I say this because I want more for you. You know, it's not the easiest thing to do, but one of the best things you can do is practice, you know, looking at every situation and finding ways to, you know, to figure out how that situation is happening for you. It may be um, it may be painful, it may be inconveniencing, it may be stressful, but at the bottom of it, at the top of it, how you know, ask yourself, you know, at least a few times, how could this be helping me? If I wasn't me and this was somebody else that I knew, how could I encourage them to see this situation as something that is helping them or happening for them? A lot of people, we thrive in that vein of, I don't want to think about how it's helping me, I don't want to think like that. And it's because we just want to feel, we just want to revel and break down. We want to wallow in pity. And that's cool too. You know what I mean? But it's also a matter of how, you know, what you get out of your situation, what you get out of your experiences. And if you program yourself to just see the bad, to see the toxic, to see the darkness, then that's all you'll ever have. Later.